Hey everybody, what is up and welcome back to Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. If you're new here, hi, hello and welcome. A little bit of background on this podcast. It's a random podcast I started in the middle of quarantine and if you listen to it, that's cool. If you don't, I could not care less. I don't do any real promo for it, so happy if you're here. If you're not, that's cool. Do whatever you like to do. Okay, anyways, today I'm not really sure what we're going to be talking about, to be completely honest. It's most likely going to be an episode just, you know, you and me, a little bit of Dora the Explorer without the map because Swiper took it walk around of my brain type of type of episode. So anyways, without any further ado, let's jump in to this week's episode. Hi, guys. I am. A, I apologize for my absence last week. Life. It was life was hectic. Anyways. This week, I'm very happy to be back. Very happy to be here. Hi, how are you? Um, anyways, I'm going stir crazy. And I, I say that like every episode, I know. And, you know, maybe this is your first time hearing me. So if you're not aware, I'm going stir crazy. I am the Airbnb website's most valued and, and customer. I visit that website at least five times a day and I search up different places that I want to go and Airbnbs that I could stay at. Right now, my top five places to visit and it's just, you know, I think Airbnb maybe, is it global? I don't know. I've only been looking at places in the US because as far as I know, it's only in the US. I don't know. It's probably not. There's probably other places, but I've been looking at places to stay in, um, Arizona, like in the desert. I don't know why I have a certain urge to like kind of live a, not, not Jetson lifestyle because Jetsons was obviously like outer space, but something about outer space in the desert correlate in my mind. I don't know why. Um, and I have like, I have an affinity with like sixties, uh, outer space, retro funk, punk vibe. I don't know why. I just really like it. So I've been looking at places in Arizona. I've been looking at places in Charleston, South Carolina, because I love that city. And um, Anna Maria, Florida, and, and St. Augustine, Florida, too, because I like those little 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 beach towns. And also St. Augustine is like very historical. It's kind of got a similar vibe to Charleston in a way. Um, but Anna Maria, Florida, Anna Maria, Florida is like my comfort beach town, if you will. Cute and small and... But it's also near things if I like want to go like party it up. I've never understood though, real quick, like why or what the appeal was of going to like Fort Lauderdale for spring break or Myrtle Beach for spring break. My parents never let me do that in high school, um, but I've never understood the appeal of it. I guess, well, I don't know. I guess if you're going with a big group of friends, no- nothing ha- really has to appeal to you because you're going with your friends and it's going to be fun no matter what. But like, I don't know. I don't get it as much. I don't know. I prefer going somewhere where I like to show up with all of my friends and maybe there's not as much to do there. So we have to make our own fun. That seems much more fun to me. And then also in those, a lot of those times in those places, not that I'm doing like illegal things, obviously, but in those places where there's less tourists and there's, it's not as developed and not as like metropolitan, I would say, you're way less likely to be hounded on about like, oh, you're breaking this rule or you can't do that because you're going to have way more space around you. And, you know, you're going to have, there's just not going to be like eyes on you all the time or whatever. Not that I'm like afraid of that or whatever. I don't do anything that's wrong. Well, (laughs) that's, that's a bold statement, but you know what I mean? 
basically, I like to go somewhere where I could play, I don't know, flag football on the beach comfortably or like beach volleyball on the beach comfortably with my friends and not worry about, oh, am I going to run over some three-year-old who's building a sandcastle? I love kids, but like I don't want to be in somebody else's personal space. And Myrtle Beach, the times I've been, fun. However, there is zero personal space. I like to crowd watch at Myrtle Beach. That's the most fun thing to do there. And the, I guess, well, the boardwalk is fun too. But on the beach, as far as the beach goes, people watching is a stellar 10 out of 10 event that you can partake in. And it's free. (laughs) Anyways. um, So yeah, apart from St. Augustine and, and, and Anna Maria, Florida, I've also been looking at going up to like Oregon or Seattle. And I know right now it's kind of crazy there with like different things that are going on, I've heard. But uh, I still would, I still think it's kind of cool. And I also want to go visit, um, what was the other place that I looked up? Well, apparently I didn't want to go visit it that bad because I can't remember what it was now. I said, what did I say? Arizona, Charleston, St. Augustine and Anna Maria, Florida are like kind of in the same boat. And then what else did I say? Like up in the Northwest. Oh yeah, Washington, D.C. But Washington, D.C. is just like one of my favorite cities. And I have like extra Metro cards that I hoard forever. But I also don't really need an Airbnb up there. So anyways, I just really like Washington, D.C. because it's I, I, am a, I enjoy walking around museums for hours and hours and hours. Nobody could be with me, but that's fine. And anyways... And I have Georgetown cupcakes, which if you didn't know, I ordered them for my birthday and I'm obsessed with them. And I made my family walk close to six miles for them, seven miles for them one time when we were in Washington, D.C. because we got off at the George Washington University metro stop and I made them walk all the way to Georgetown, which if you don't know that, that it's a long walk. And my family was not happy with me until they sat down and tried the cupcakes. And I was like, aren't you happy now? And even at the time, I hadn't had the cupcakes yet. That was my first time trying them too. But I was really ho- I was really hoping that they would live up to the expectation because if not, then my parents would have been much, much more angry. But it's all part of the experience. It's all part of the journey. You know, life's about the journey, not the destination. But sometimes the destination makes the journey worth it. So, and it did that day. Georgetown Cupcakes, if you're ever, they have locations in different places around the US, but if you're ever in Washington, D.C., that's like their home base location. It's so good. Oh, I love them. Anyways, what else has been going on with me? Not a lot. I've been taking pictures for football and something that bothers me. I told you guys this is going to be an all over the place episode. One of the things that bothers me, not about taking pictures for football, because I like football. I really do. And call me a, a like a freaking pick me girl. Actually, no, don't. Because real quick, actually, we're going to break off on this tangent. Um, pick me girl. Why is that a thing? Okay, because and you're, you're going to be you're like, oh, my kids eat because not necessarily if you're, I don't know why I just did a guy voice, but like McKenzie is because like girls who are really into this, they're like looking for attention. No, I'm, I'm not. I'll like 100% be the person to tell you. I would curse, but I don't want to make this explicit or have somebody tell me to take it down. Um, but basically no, I'm not. Okay. Fill in the blank. Basically you're allowed to be into whatever you want to be into because here's the thing. It's a double standard because if a guy is into makeup, why is everybody like even like if you're like if a guy's like if a straight guy is into makeup or if a guy's into makeup, why is it that like most of the internet will praise that individual for it? They're like, yeah, like go you way to like show your colors, way to be yourself, way to whatever. 
And then if a girl is all of a sudden like, oh yeah, let's, I want to talk about sports. What do you think about this? Or like, I want to dirt, dirt bike or I, I have a friend who does like, um, like derby race. Is it derby racing? That's not what you call it. I don't know what you call it, but basically like, like mud, like drag racing. Is that what you call it? Drag racing? I don't know. But basically like if anybody, if a girl is into anything remotely more masculine, people are like, oh, she's a pick me girl. Like screw off. Honestly. No, just because somebody's into something doesn't mean they're doing it for your attention, Brad, or your attention, Emily. Like go enjoy whatever you like to enjoy. Let other people enjoy what they want to do too. Anyways, what was I talking about? I don't even remember. I said, what have I been up to? And then I, oh yeah, football pictures. So I'm taking pictures for football. And right now Instagram is getting on my last nerve because I take pictures with a professional camera because I saved money and I bought one and I have one and I use one. So, but Instagram likes to do this thing where if you upload pictures used by anything other than a typical handheld device, it makes your pictures blurry. And for somebody who does sports photography, which is like stop action or like stop motion picture type deal, because, you know, the shutter speed is like in like one two thousandth of a second, like it's up high. That's not ideal because it doesn't make your work look good. Anyways, our first, the first game of the season is tonight. And I backtrack real quick though. I didn't tell you who I'm taking football pictures for. It's for my brother. He's in high school and I'm home for the semester. So might as well. And yeah. So anyways, and I enjoy doing it. It gives me something to do too. Cause otherwise I'm living at home and I don't have my friends here except for one who lives like 40 minutes away. I see her some sometimes. Hi, Emma. Anyways. Um, but yeah, basically that's just frustrating. So nobody from Instagram headquarters is listening, but if you are somebody who uses a professional camera and you struggle with that too, or you know how to fix it, let me know, please. Also, I'm having this weird new thing about, I've always had FOMO, but it's much, much more strong now because recently I joined a sorority or like almost, I'm, I'm still a new member. I'm a new member. I'm not officially initiated yet. I'm not an official sister yet. So I can't say that I am a sister. I am a like new member, but I'm not a PNM anymore, which means potential new member. So I don't really know what my official word would be. I guess just new member. I don't know. Anyways, and I also joined a bunch of clubs at the school that I transferred to. And I like, I'm having so much FOMO. I've and I know what you're thinking, Mackenzie, we're all having FOMO right now because it's a pandemic. We're in the middle of a Panera bread, a panorama, whatever you want to call it. And we're all missing out of things. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let me have my moment. Okay. I just joined a sorority, something that I honestly never thought I would do. Growing up with brothers, growing up with family members, none of them were in sororities or Greek life as far as I know. I never pinpointed myself as being a in Greek life, being a part of it. I never had anything against it. I just never thought that it would be something that I would want to join or would join. And some people in my family are actually like not in favor of it, but like, I don't care. So anyways, I joined Greek life and I joined these clubs and I'm getting invited to stuff constantly and get and then COVID safe stuff, obviously, because I'm not going to put myself in the position, but like I'm getting invited to these things and I can't go because I'm two hours away. And I've, and then I've started to, I'm starting to, in, in, in pairing with that, get bored of everything that I'm doing in my normal life, even though I'm trying to keep myself busy to distract myself from the fact that I'm bored and I'm not trying to distract myself in like an unhealthy way because, you know, there is such thing as toxic positivity. But 
I am very much feeling left out, feeling like I am missing out because they'll do these fun things where they'll like, I mean, like kind of fun things. They go to the gym together and they do, you know, picnics that are, you know, socially distanced, whatever, whatever. And I really want to bond with these people and I feel like I'm going to show up next fall and I'm hopefully things will be normal by then. But And I feel like I'm going to walk into like whatever and feel like an outsider. I hope that's not the case. And I also got a really intense anxiety the day after bid day because I actually got to go down and do bid day, COVID safe, wore mask. And I'm not, I don't, I don't need to have to explain myself. I'm staying safe, whatever. And basically like immediately when I left, I called my best friend, Emma, and I was like, Emma, why? I was like, and for no reason I thought this, I was like, they all hate me and they don't like, but in my head, I was like, I don't know. I, they just, I know, why am I like this? Anyways, I got over that real quick and in a hurry. And I told myself, Mackenzie, stop being dumb. And yeah, and here we are now. And the girls are so sweet. And I'm really I'm looking forward to talking with them and meeting with them more. And also, people who like say that, you know, around their sorority, oh, I didn't have to put on a face. I never believed that because if you like remember or if you don't know, I went through Rush at my former former school and I never really found my niche there but I also missed like part of the recruitment process for a different reason and I never really found my place there and then I think I realized that I just didn't need to even be at that school despite how much I actually I really like the school and I love the people there and I will always like love that school and, and always love the people there but it just wasn't for me and and just for just the time that I'm in my life right now or whatever and with Kayo at NC State, I really did find people that I didn't have to put a face on for. So that's a lot of fun. And I normally don't put a face on though for people, but in the sort of recruitment process, there is, you know, kind of a weird thing about it where you feel like you either need to or have to to fulfill a conversation. But if you're going to be like a part of like a sisterhood, you don't want to be putting on a face. So with that being said, I'm glad I went Kayo. And so is my fourth grade teacher. And so are a lot of my friends who go to different schools who are in Cayo. That's not why I joined. It's not because I had friends that were in it too. But so anyways, happy I did that. Okay, so now to change gears a little bit. Not only is it the final week of Black History Month, so if I haven't said it, happy Black History Month. Um, but also it is eating disorders awareness week. And I myself have never struggled with an eating disorder or gone through one, but I am friends with people who have, and I know people who have. And right off the bat, let's go ahead and eliminate some of those stereotypes that go along with it. And we're just going to talk about it for a little bit. Um, don't skip forward. I, if Even if you feel like you want to and you think that this next couple of minutes is going to be boring, stick around. You're going you're gonna to learn something, I bet, maybe, hopefully. But anyways, um, eating disorders, for one, is not something that just affects females. Typically, it is more associated um, with females, but it, it affects non-binary individuals and males just as much. It is also not something that is privy to one specific body type. It is not something that people with um, either more petite builds or curvy builds or even average builds go through. There's nobody who's more prone to it. And also, it some people can have an eating disorder and they don't even either they choose not to recognize it or they don't even realize it. So some things that to keep in mind with if you're a friend of somebody who has an eating disorder is going through one or recovering from one, some things not to say is like, oh, I wish I looked like you. I wish I could lose weight like you do. I wish that 
yada, yada, yada. Never point out the I wish about somebody else's body in relation to yourself if you know that individual is struggling with or recovering from an eating disorder. Because here's the thing, is some people, or even if you're not struggling with an eating disorder, if you're struggling with just the idea of either wanting to gain weight or wanting to lose weight, um, and it, that is very much on the brink of depending on your self-control, turning into an, an eating disorder potentially. And so some things to keep in mind is that like some people who are, and I see this all the time on social media and I keep, you know, almost every episode I feel like I touch on social media, but it's so relevant. And I feel like on social media, more often than not, we see that, or at least what I'm seeing is somebody will post a picture or post a video, whatever, and it'll be of them having a good time and they and just like their normal self a lot of the times in these situations it's of somebody who is of more average or petite size on the beach in a bathing suit or whatever or working out whatever and then you'll see these comments of people saying oh well i guess i'm not eating for a week now okay first of all that's not cool but you're that same person is going to go comment on somebody who has a plus size body type and say like like, wow, I like so beautiful. You do not, do you know what I mean? I feel like it's impossible for you not to know what I mean. But basically, and I'm not trying to point out that like people who have, you know, plus size body type don't deserve that praise and, and don't deserve the compliments, obviously. But basically, it's not okay to single out one type of individual just because you think they have it good. Somebody who's posting that and, and, and looks like they were be average or petite and happy with their body might be struggling because they can't gain weight. And also another thing that I like to talk about is with like people who are involved in, and it, and it's, it happens so frequently, people who are involved in athletics. I saw it a lot. Like I've played like 10 sports in my life. I've never stuck with a single one of them. But like people who play sports, men and women, can, and if you work out a lot, put so much pressure on themselves to look a certain way that they end up driving themselves into an eating disorder, whether they recognize it or not in order to fit that self-image that they crave through working out and and doing like a, just a bunch of stuff because in a lot of times like for example tying into like people with like athletics and stuff like that wrestlers wrestlers have to cut weight a lot of the times in order to fit into a weight class and then once they fit into their weight class they'll gain the weight back but this whole time that they are going through weight cuts and everything like that they can drive themselves into an eating disorder and, and I, although it, it's it's something that doesn't stick stick around like the whole weight cut process isn't that long it can cause like long-term damage and then people who our bodybuilders rely on steroids a lot and zero fat and all this and all this thing all of these things that can eventually end up resulting in ha them having an eating disorder. So eating disorders are something that is very serious. And, you know, they range from anywhere between like anorexia and bulimia nervosa to like just feeding yourself things that are not healthy for you and refusing to recognize that. Because eating disorders is not just starving yourself. Eating disorders is not just trying to lose weight, right? It is important to recognize that obesity is also caused by an eating disorder and most recently has been recognized as such by a lot of health individuals because you're refusing to acknowledge what your body really needs in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle. So healthy lifestyle is the goal and eating disorders is what prohibits that. Whether it's mental, um, like you have body dysmorphia, that's something that is so much more common nowadays that I've found like just within people I see on the internet and some of my friends and stuff like that. Like 
body like dysmorphia is so, so prevalent now. And it's unfortunate. It really is. But it's also something that it's like, how do you, you look at it and you think to yourself, like, I mean, at least for me, I'm like, how can I even help that? Like, how do you, how do you help somebody like that? You know what I mean? And, but just the important things to realize is like, as a friend, as somebody who's not an ally necessarily, because we should all be aware of this and all should like strive for to not be a thing and strive for the betterment of individuals. But basically you think to yourself, like, how can I even help this? Because, you know, I can't tell them to like, try this instead, you know, try this food and, you know, because it's not about what they're eating. They just literally look at themselves and they they in, they don't see anything other than what's wrong with them. But in 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 the reality of it, they are a beautiful person. And um, just some things to think about is just you know be aware of what's going on with your friends. Maybe ask if you see somebody and you're concerned who's a friend. You know, ask them and don't be too intrusive. Obviously, but like ask them and say like, hey, what's up? I've noticed you've been acting weird. You've been eating weird. Is any is everything okay? Like my mom, for example, she had not to be like too like TMI, but my mom had a roommate in college who was um, bulimic and I'm not going to disclose the name obviously, but like she, my mom was very concerned and my mom growing up wasn't really around that a lot of the time, like eating disorders and stuff. So she doesn't, she didn't really know how to handle it. And so one day when the girl's mom came, she was like, hey, I don't know, you know, because her mom would come all the time. So my mom eventually assumed like, okay, like this girl must have a decent relationship with her with her parents and said, hey, I don't know if you know this, but like she's been eating my food and I figured that out after like a couple weeks of her like like taking my food and I didn't know it. I'm not mad about it, but like I've noticed and then she'll she'll like throw up like all these things and, and she's like, I think like you like your daughter needs some help and things like that. Like if you notice things, point them out to somebody who would care about the person, et cetera, et cetera. So not to dive on this really long tangent, but basically be aware that it can happen to anybody. Be aware that um, of what you say to people, no matter their body shape, no matter their body type. If even if like, I mean, I'm pretty confident in myself, not going to lie. I mean, I'm not trying to be like self conceited, but basically like no, be aware that what you say does have an effect on people, no matter if they like are okay with themselves and their body type or not, or if like eating disorders, be aware of what you say and, and you know, if it offends somebody, apologize and move on and et cetera. Help people who need the help and and help them seek help because eating disorders are very serious and it's not something to be taken lightly because everybody deserves to live a joyous and happy life and eating disorders can take that away from people if it is taken too far. One movie that I also recommend for you to watch in relation to this is To the Bone with Lily Collins in it. I watched it recently. I think it's still on Netflix, but it is a very good movie and it highlights the struggles that people go with um, go through with having eating disorders and like it also talks about living in group homes and stuff like that so and I know a lot of these conversations anything about you know basically anything that's not considered quote-unquote normal could be a little bit uncomfortable for people but it's important to have these conversations because if they're eating disorders are more common than we realize and it's unfortunate that they are so anyways something that I've heard recently is this idea that people are disposable I was watching TikToks and I came across I don't remember whose account it was, but this guy was basically like, yeah, people are disposable, yada, 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 yada. And I was like, okay, yes and no. Basically, somebody's role in your life is replaceable as best friend, as you will even go as far as to say that people as like your position of mother and father is replaceable. That's all true. However, the effect that somebody has on you in the specific way that they 
like kind of shape your, you know, the way you look at people in that same position as, you know, that they were once in, that is that cannot be replaced, basically. Everybody comes into your life for a reason. At least I believe that. Some people are put, put into your life and they don't stick around and you guys go separate ways, good or bad, whatever it is. That's how life rolls. But basically, to a point, I agree. People are replaceable and people are disposable if you want to say that. But I like the word replaceable better. People are replaceable. But the way that everybody affects you is specific to your relationship with them and it's not that is not something that can be replicated. You can say that a million times over. You can say that you can have something as good as whatever with somebody else if you were to replace, say, like a best friend or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But that's not the case because every experience you have, if you're like, if you, okay, because here's the thing, and here's what I can relate it to um, most just immediately. Basically, you could be in a, we're going to say a relationship. We're going to say boyfriend, girlfriend relationship for this just example. You could be in a relationship with somebody and they could be doing all of the right things except for one thing. And you could think, oh, well, I'm kind of bored of them. They're not doing this one thing that I wish they would do. They're not, they're, they're missing this one thing, but this one thing really bothers me that they're not doing. So I'm going to go find somebody else that can do that one thing. And then you go out into the world and you only seek out individuals who can do that one thing. You're not looking for any other characteristic. You're just looking for somebody who can do the one thing, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you're looking for somebody who, I don't know, like knows how to speak a weird language that not a lot of people know how to speak. Not a weird language, but like a language that's not well known. Anyways, just an example. And once you find that person that can do that one thing, you're like, okay. And then you drop the other person that knew how to do all of the other millions of things that you liked or enjoyed because you think that this other person who you found that can do the one thing that the other person couldn't do could fulfill your happiness even more than the previous person. False. Hate to burst your bubble. But it's also one of my favorite things to do is burst your bubble about this because just because one person doesn't fulfill one thing, that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to find somebody else that can do everything else that the other person could do previously. That does not mean that you're going to be able to find somebody else who, and like most often I see it with like people my age, they're looking for somebody who is like, I guess not easy, but basically somebody that's comfortable and doesn't challenge them to grow. And that is not how if you're if you're just looking for something that's like short term sure go for it i guess but like anybody who's worth your while is not going to be easy to hang out hang around with and anybody who's worth your while is not and i'm easy to hang around hang around with i mean that in the sense of like you're not going to necessarily feel like you're walking through a rose field all the time because they're going to challenge you to be a better person duh anybody friend boyfriend whatever girlfriend should challenge you to be a better person. You should always want to you should always want to be a better person. But basically, no just because you think that somebody else has that one just because you find somebody else that has that one quality that this other person was missing despite your your original partner or whoever being able to fulfill all these other things that made you so so happy, that doesn't mean that that new person that you found is going to be able to do any of those things maybe at all. Right? And I think that too often now people and the guy in the in the TikTok video was using this example of people being disposable, people being replaceable in the sense of like, and, and nowadays people are not holding value to individuals as much as, mo- as much as people maybe used to. And it's because of social media and dating apps. And, the, and then the instant gratification of when you log onto an app, you can swipe left or right. Like I don't have any of those apps personally. Just It's just not my game. It's not my thing. 
But like when people can log onto these apps and get instant gratification of like, ooh, these 20 people or whoever, like, I don't know, like these 20 people think I'm attractive. Okay, cool. And then they start talking to those 20 people just because they're bored and just because they like the attention. Okay, for one, that makes everybody look conceited and a little bit like like they just crave attention 24-7, which is a problem. Um, being conceited is an issue. But um, like it's the idea that like, oh yeah, I don't this my my girl's pissing me off, so I'm just gonna go cheat on her. My my boyfriend's pissing me off, so I'm gonna go talk to these other guys, I'm gonna go out with these other guys. Cause he's replaceable. That's so stupid. Literally get off your high horse. Nobody is that like everybody is special, but you're not so special that it's okay for you to treat people like they're that like they're nothing. Come on now. If you would because if you were in this position of somebody doing that to you, you would be pissed off. Right? Because you would think, oh, wait, no, I'm the number. I'm do, do they know who they're talking about? Do they know who they think who do they think they are? Okay, then why are you having the mindset that you can go out there and, and do anything with anybody just because somebody else pisses you off or just because somebody else isn't giving you 100% of the things that you're looking for? Newsflash, nobody is ever going to fit your mold exactly. And maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid because I'm only 20 years old and I haven't like, I've, I've never obviously been married. I've never whatever, whatever. And but like, I think it's a little bit extreme to think that you're going to find somebody that's going to tick off all of your boxes. Because there's going to be, some, or maybe they take off all your boxes, but there's going to be something about that person that pisses you off a little bit or like bothers you a little bit, right? Because in the words of Hannah Montana, nobody's perfect. But to think that people are replaceable and the experiences that you create with one person are replicable with somebody else, that's false. Because you can go to this, maybe, okay, for example, maybe you're going out with somebody and you guys go to this concert and then they break up with you. And, and it's because they are looking, you didn't have a certain quality or whatever. And then they find somebody with only the one quality that you were missing and, but doesn't have any of the other qualities that you had. They go to the exact same concert with the exact same band, the exact same, whatever, everything's the exact same, except it's with this other person. They're not going to have the same experience because it's a totally different person, whether it's good or bad, whatever somebody leaves you with from the experience that, that you share in a relationship, friend, whatever, that's going to be imprinted on you for life and how you treat relationships in the future, how you handle, you know, situations in the future, good or bad. You know, those things are lasting. And the, the idea that people are disposable, it's just not, I don't think it's, I, for me personally, I just don't think it's something that needs to be normalized, despite the fact that it is kind of becoming that way because people think, oh, well, this person's not talked to me. This person hasn't talked to me all day. Well, I'll just go talk to these other people. I'll add all of these other girls on Snapchat. I'll add all of these other guys on Snapchat. Whatever. Like that's just not chill in my opinion. But maybe maybe loyalty is uh, is overrated, but I doubt I I don't think that it is and I think that's it's like honestly negative if society kind of goes in that direction. But um anyways, yeah, basically people are people are people are not disposable. Their positions are People are not replaceable. Their positions are. You can change out people who are your best friends because you grow up and you grow out of maybe being friends with them, good or bad, whatever. Boyfriend, girlfriend, you break up because you're not growing at the same pace, whatever. But like the idea that like you just want to drop somebody because they don't fit your mold exactly or they or whatever, that's just selfish and rude and honestly, get over yourself. Because you should want to be with somebody and you should want to be friends with people who make you happy, but also make you want to be a better person and who inspire you to grow and become a better version of yourself. Duh. 
feel like that's not too much to like want or seek. Anyways. Okay, everybody, that concludes this week's episode of Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. I hope you had a lovely time listening or whatever you're doing. I hope you get home safe, finish your chores, finish your homework. I know nobody's just staring at a wall listening to this because, yeah, let's be honest, podcasts are background noise. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, have a lovely rest of your week and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.